Hey, what's going on? It's your boy. Bosco. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on, dude? How you doing? I'm all right. Good, good. Yeah, we're doing a NPR style recording. Did you enjoy the superb owl? <laughs> um, it was all right. Yeah. It was, you know. I didn't watch it. Yeah. It was I boring. watched the last two minutes. Yeah. That's all. The, the halftime show was all right. Well, like we were saying earlier, uh, sports are fake. Call yeah. back to the uh, yeah. earlier episode. I just want to say this real quick. I could have saved this for the weekly, but because it's today, the Super Bowl was today. Um, they they set this up to have L.A. win. Think about it. L.A. was the Super Bowl was hosted in L.A. Um, they had this whole L.A. halftime performance with, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, L.A. Kendrick Lamar, L.A. rap. You know, they set it up to be like L.A., the star of the show. And even though the Bengals had a good game and were winning and they had a good the last play, the last two minutes what I was watching, um, they were they they had a play where the defense was going to stop the Rams from scoring. But the refs called a real ticky tack foul. Ticky tack that pat that that pass interference which essentially moved the LA Rams right to the goal line to give them the score for the win because Look, it was I, set up it was predetermined yeah. the, the the it's like wrestling the performance is real but the outcome is predetermined that's right and that's what happened here we'll tonight co- we'll cover it more later at our superb owl so tonight we watched the film Belfast Belfast this one's nominated. This one's nominated for Best Picture. I think it's nominated for Best Cinematography. Also, um, speaking of those nominations, we've already hit a few of them. Um, we got uh, uh, Don't Look Up, um, Nightmare Alley, yeah. and uh, what was another one we saw that I think... Uh, um, well, this one now, Belfast is Yes, is about Licorice so. Pizza. Licorice Pizza, yeah. That was and uh, Dune. We never did a review of Dune. Yeah, well... We liked I it. I wasn't around here when... when <laughs> we both liked it a lot. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> um, but... The ending kind of sucked. Well, yeah, it's because it says... The movie did not... I don't like it when a movie's just all set up for, for future sequels. Yeah. A movie should be able to stand on its own. I agree. So that's our quick... Bite-sized review of Dune. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. I think I think uh, what I want to do is once the second part is out, we do a side-by-side comparison of uh, the older Dune. Well, what well, can maybe re- yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. The older Dune that's and an just the idea, and yeah. you know how comparing that yeah, yeah. comparing the, it would be yeah. kind of a little bit more of an intensive. But I was gonna say we could compare the movies to the book, but the book's very very. I'm trying to read lofty. it. It's just very it's, long. It's just, yeah, it's a long book. Anyway, so this this week we're talking about the movie Belf- Belfast. Belfast. Um, it's uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh, written by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, supposedly, it's semi autobiographical too of his own right experiences. Yeah, and um, so just like our uh, first, you see, yeah, it's nominated for best directing, it's best picture. Uh, it, okay, it didn't get best cinematography. I was wrong, um, but yeah. So uh, just our first impressions. I'll go. Um, so, I I liked aspects of it. I I thought there were parts of it that were like it was. I thought it was shot like very nice. You know, it looked, you know, really really good. You know, as far you you know, as far as working like in the black and white medium, like the shots were very cleverly done, and uh, you know, it lo- it looked visually stunning. 
But as far as like the story goes, I like I was I was telling Zach um, before we started recording that I, I kept on uh, comparing this movie to like Jojo Rabbit, right? Because it, it kind of takes up like a similar uh, space in my head for like the type of movie it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jojo Rabbit is this movie about like, you know, Centered around a young boy. Centered around a young... As, like, a historical conflict to some kind. As, like, the backdrop. Unfolding, yeah, Yeah. the backdrop. And um, as far as it went for this film, I felt like uh, it leaned maybe a little too heavily into the boy's perspective, Mm -hmm. which for me just kind of uh, made me lose, like, the connection to the setting of the film, as far as like you know the uh, I, they called it the troubles, the, the troubles, troubles um, where it was apparently there was a time where uh, Protestants and Catholics were given having at it in Belfast. They're fighting. They're fighting. The fine Irish and Catholics uh, and Protestants and. You know, I I felt like that aspect was kind of lost and it kind of only really was like, you know, like they had like parts in the movie where there's like barricades set up, but like it didn't really like it didn't emphasize the setting enough for me. Mm. Uh, But like you made a point in which you said, well, you know, this movie's kind of told from the point of view of the boy. So it could be like a boy's perspective of like. Yeah, it's um, like he's a young kid. He's supposed to be like what eight, nine, yeah. 10. So you know, it's he not like quite he can... know what's going on right. entirely, and yeah, right. So um, that very well could be true. Just for me, I, I it just didn't really. It kind of caused a disconnect for me watching the movie, mm-hmm. um, where like I didn't really feel like kind of engrossed. Um, it was it didn't drag on long. I would agree with that definitely. Oh, yeah. Um. um like, cause when this movie's, I, I like historical movies. I like totally. historical settings. I like, like a movie that like sinks its teeth into some type of, you know, historical event or conflict and like, you know, tells like a story within that and uses that historical event, um, to drive the plot. Right. Um, so like going into this, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. It's not something I really know about. Uh, you know, in America, you're not taught about the troubles, you the know, troubles. Yeah. Did you ever take a class when they told you no, about the troubles? They didn't tell me a damn talk. thing about the troubles. <laughs> no, yeah. So like going into it, it's like, oh, this is not something I, I know much about. Um, you know, so it'd be cool to maybe learn some of the details, but I was not like, it doesn't really fill you in. Like, you know, yeah. Like okay, Catholics versus Protestants. Okay, that's about yeah. Pretty much all I gleamed from it. Right. You know, so I'd agree with that. Like you know, I I w- in terms of the historic, like I still think it could be a, a an interesting movie. You know, from a, from if you do enjoy enjoy historical movies, which like I do, historical it didn't drama. like yeah, it didn't like completely like you know. Mm-hmm. Ignore it entirely, but yeah, it was. It was. I agree with what you said. It was not really given. It felt that like almost love. like second to the to the story of like the coming of age boy story. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I'll tell you where I did. I did. Um, there was parts of it that like did like I I felt you know, and it's like kind of like the aspect of like leaving your homeland, right? Yeah. Which is like you know not something you know any of us have ever felt. Yeah, you but- said coming of age, and I mean, it makes me wonder. I don't know if I would say 
I didn't feel exactly coming of age to me. It was more like a leaving home yeah. story, you know? Like yeah, true, true. Homesick. Um, but, you know, and it's like a lot of it has to do with like, it's not just like easy leaving your life behind, you know, even, you know, the, the when the troubles are going on. The troubles. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I thought that those parts were, you know, like were, they sold that theme very well in this film. Like you feel it and you, you know, um, you feel like the connection to the neighborhood, you feel mm. like. And that's the thing is, you know, his grandparents are there. Too, yeah, and they're the, not going to leave. Yeah, and you know, it's a it's a sense of community, right? And mm. like, you know, and at the end, it says like, you know, for those who left, for those who were left behind, and for those who died, you know. And uh, it, you know, like, yeah, that that point really hits well home, and that that's probably like I think honestly one of the strongest parts of the movie as far as like invoking any kind of like themes. Um, but yeah, was that what do you think? Um, like I said, I agree with um, what you said about it kind of, the historical backdrop kind of being a little too in in the background, you know, and a little too, you know, right. it could have, it didn't have to become like, you know, it didn't have to like dominate the story and the film, but like, I feel like it could have been a little bit more involved. Yeah. And like, you know, in that regard, um... It was interesting that I was in black and white. I don't quite know why. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite understand that. Other than, like, um, when they're, like, at the movies and they're watching the yeah, movie yeah. that's in Cutler, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. So, color. and I, and, that, you know, it's funny enough you bring that up, and I kind of mentioned this, but, like, there's this, like, kind of tactic that, um, like, prestige film mm. tries to do, especially in Oscar season, is try to like kind of throw in like even if it is true like you know like if this is you know the guy you know it's kind of auto semi-autobiographical yeah i was thinking after i learned that or we we read that um i was thinking maybe he did black and white because like it's like memories you know and sometimes right. like memories right. can be vague and foggy so to kind of represent that it was like taking place in like a memoir type form they right. put it in black and white yeah exactly but like while watching it not knowing that i'm like why is this in black and white did they not invent keller yet they, yeah, they, yeah. color hadn't arrived yet in belfast no. in 1969 well it was the trouble zach we were too troubled to have <laughs> we color. couldn't afford the color <laughs> we couldn't afford the color um but you know uh i i think that you know this movie could have been a little bit more well polished for me oh yeah sorry i remember what i was going to talk about it was about the oscar baiting so mm-hmm. so i'll give you an example so there's a moment in the movie shape of water where, um, you know, there's a couple moments where, and there's certain techniques directors use to show their love of film, right? Mm-hmm. For example, Quentin Tarantino, the way he does his films as almost homages to different genres of film, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way he shows his affinity towards film. Uh, you know, and then, like I was saying, in The Shape of Water, film is used a lot in that um you know, and it's like kind of one of the things that humanizes the beast in this in that that movie. And that was that one felt like, you know, it's like, OK, yes, I understand what you're saying, like the power of cinema, the, the magic of film. Right. But it was done in a way where it was to me didn't feel like kind of like ham handed. But like the moment in the theater where they're, um, you know, 
and just like you know all the times like film is like kind of brought up it kind of just felt like kind of as like a lazy device to sell like a a point home right and it kind of just felt like kind of like baiting towards like because you know the academy loves movies that's like you know like oh film is oh film is magnificent and it you know in defense of of belfast though um knowing now that it's semi-autobiographical yeah the director has himself in place as a child he's like oh i always loved film film always engrossed me that might just be what he's trying to say and you you know know? and and now hearing that i definitely changed you know i definitely see that point and makes it makes definitely more sense Mm -hmm. but um you know without this is a british film too like you know they're I, I feel like, you know, they want to, uh, as much as, yeah, they're getting the Oscar nods are cool, maybe they want to appeal more to, like, the British audience, you know. Um, well, I think, like, I just think it's, the like. The British Film Awards, whatever that's called. The, the BAFTA, BBC. The BAFTAs. Oh, you know what they're called. Yeah. Uh. Dude, come on, dude. Of course I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, recommend. Uh, if you like historical dramas, I think you'll like this. Um, it's short. So, like, if you want to give something a shot, you want to watch something a little shorter, this movie is only, the runtime was about, like, 90 minutes, 96 yeah, minutes. 96, yeah, 98. Um, so, it didn't overstay its welcome. Um, you know, and it didn't, even though some parts of it felt like it may be dragged a tad, even for its short length, it wasn't anything, like, too bad. But, um, you know, I say it's a somewhat recommend you know i think it's you know it's a good film it's good you know it's an enjoyable watch but it's nothing like as far as like you know it like in this mindset that me and you are in as far as like trying to like review all of these films that have been nominated this is not it's not you know beating out a lot of the other ones that yeah i, prefer. I mean it's definitely not my favorite one of all the ones we've seen um, from this year so far, um, uh, I would, I would also agree with your recommend on like, yeah, if you like, uh, a historical setting, um, I would also recommend just because like in the U S you know, there's a lot of people that like harp on their Irish heritage, you oh, know, so yeah. I think it could appeal to those types of True, Americans yeah. that like, you know, have a, a, a Irish heritage yeah. and have an affinity for Ireland, even if they've never been there, you know. You know who you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of these people in America yeah, yeah. that are like, oh, I'm Irish, and I'm like, oh, oh where part of Ireland are you from? Well, oh, my dad's I'm from dad. fucking Boston. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, there's a, it, it's still, you know, Irish heritage is a, is a big thing for a lot of Americans. Sure, yeah. So I think maybe it, it could appeal to that, you know. And there even is one line in the movie where they say oh you know the irish were were made to to leave you know we're made to leave our yeah. home you know we're made as we're born immigrants essentially yeah you know um so i think like for those that with an affinity to the irish you know history and irish immigration and and value irish heritage it's almost saint patrick's day next month oh that's true so this would be a cool movie to watch then definitely around saint patrick's day or yeah. you know if you just want to have a good old irish day where you you it's know it's a good one to like watch down. with your like parents yeah, or yeah, yeah this is a, definitely a good parent watching movie a good yeah. movie with your parents i mean especially because like the kid's relationship with his parents yeah, is true. like front center so a good movie to watch with your parents so 
I, I like what these recommend bits. I gotta always have something specific, you know. Some depends. You yeah, know? Depends, depends on what on you it. like. Yeah. Uh, this is not a drinking, getting drunk, and watching yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you can have a little fun with the Irish accents and you know, kind of like the colloquialisms yeah. and stuff like that. That you know, kind of give it its charm, but. Yeah. You know, ultimately, you know, a good movie for yeah watching. I, I agree with that. Definitely a good movie for watching with your parents, or you know, if you want to celebrate your Irish heritage, or you want something historical, but that's not too deep, meandering in the historical weeds. True. You know? Yeah. So yeah, um, and there and look and like and you know even in the historical aspect, it's not like the best you've ever seen, but you know yeah. it's 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 good. It has merit. Like yeah. I don't think it's completely- it's not here to like teach you like we didn't learn much about the troubles did we no no i, don't, I can't tell you and, much and after. i i kind of i kind of feel like that's that like honestly one of my one of my biggest criticisms of yeah. it is like you don't have to like completely like exposition dump the whole situation but mm-hmm. like more than just like showing a tv broadcast every now and then like kind of yeah. describing it it's just like yeah, and it, like, oh, there's some British soldiers around that are hoity-toity British soldiers saying, yeah. oh, you can't go there, you can't go here, and like, you know, it kind of looks like there's maybe like a bit of a curfew thing going on, yeah. guys patrolling, barricades, but that's about How the are your papers? Yeah, there's no <laughs> to ask for the papers. No, the paper just, but, so, you know, so yeah, so now we're, we're going to delve a little deeper into it, so... Sure. Um, I don't know, Zach. What was like? Uh, what was the best thing you took away from this? Oh man, the best thing I took away. Um, like, what was your favorite aspect of this film? Favorite aspect. Uh. <laughs> um, I will. Okay, look. I I like. I I said this when when it ended too. I like British films. I've yeah. always had like I don't know a little bit of a. Uh, soft spot for British films or just like something about British cinema, British films appeals to me. You know, whether it's Monty Python, the old school stuff like Monty Python 2. Which you I've know, never seen. Um, Guy Ritchie Snatch or Lock, Stock, Smoke and Barrels or even like Harry Potter films, you know. Right. Um, I just enjoy British, British films in general. You know, so I'm kind of like biased yeah yeah i was gonna say uh just yeah i have a, yeah i guess bias is the right word like i just have a little bit of an i guess an affinity for it i don't know yeah, what that's else fine to that's say. fine yeah um you know what's funny is uh when i was when i was in europe i was hanging out with this british girl and she was like you have a very british sense of humor and i was like oh thank you i don't know what that means but oh. i'm assuming it meant like sarcastic yeah, you're like yeah. a you're like a british weeb <laughs> yeah, <I'm> a british <laughs> weeb yeah <laughs> yeah but um so i i like i i you know i just kind of i enjoy watching you know those these you know a, a british made film and everything um other things i mean um like was, spe- specifically like cinematography writing um well uh I don't know. It's kind of hard to just say like, oh, I like the cinematography. Yeah, um, no, I hear you. Okay, so I'll, I'll let me let me get something. So, uh, I think that uh, when you work in black and white, uh, you're working with a very limited color scale, right? You're working with grays and blacks and mm. you know whites and you know, it's not it's not you're working with a very monotonal palette. Mm-hmm. So monochrome. Monochrome. Yeah. yeah sorry. Um, so I just like that word monochrome. monochrome. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to like make something look like, you know, like good like that, especially in, you know, 
2022. Mm. Uh, but what I, I think that this film did do well was the lighting, though. Like, I'm thinking of like specific aspects, the way, um, it's shot. It's just, it's, it's very, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Like that's like mm. one of like the, my, uh, favorite things about it is that I like um, the way it just was, it was staged. It was shot, but, um, the perform, I think also another like thing I, I liked about, I like this movie does have charm. Yeah. This movie does I, have. You know what was very charming is I really like the uh, boy's relationship with what? his grandpa. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That was wholesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though his grandpa's sick, um, with black lung, assuming it's black lung because he was a coal miner. Right. There's some interesting aspect of class and uh, poverty yeah. in this film too. Yeah. You know, like it's again because I think it's told from the kid's perspective. Like, um, it's never like. Our, like, it's always kind of confusing and vague, you know? It's like a kid watching their parents argue about the bills, you know? But you can tell, like, oh, like, his parents are, like, in debt or behind on rent or they right. owe back taxes, you know? Like, they're in debt, essentially, you know? But it's not... You know, but it's it's told to you kind of as how a kid would understand. Yeah, like it, he overhears you know? it by like you yeah. know, you know, like eavesdropping on his yeah, parents, pulling and the classic, sitting on the steps while your parents argue, argue in the kitchen. Yeah, move. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, so that you know, I, I the the kind of and you know the fact that his grandfather is a coal miner who's now kind of suffering the ill effects of that you know very dangerous profession. Um, you know, and then he later dies at the end of the movie and that kind of like, in a way that the grandfather's death, uh, releases them from their, you know, maybe chains. their obligation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even though they leave their grandma behind, you know, yeah, which, which is, kind is, of, is kind of fucked up. <laughs> they're like, you gotta grandma. bring nan. Where's your nan going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, grandma's staying here. But, um. You know, so I like I like that really. I like how he like offers him advice about girls or about you know he helps him with his homework even if he is kind of telling him to be like sly with it by being like oh here's what you do laddie you make the numbers kind of look like your twos could be a seven you know or your so your you fives could, could be a six as <laughs> yeah. you could have maybe two or three horses in the race you know yeah <laughs> so and I thought know, that was kind of funny and then and then it shows him later on in class and the teacher being like. Even though you gotta work, you gotta work on your your uh, handwriting. Handwriting, um, your penmanship. Um, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and now you get to go yeah. to the you got your top yeah. of the class. You know, so I, I I liked the the relationship with the grandfather and the advice he offered him. You know, and, you also uh, just get like he was this. a very charming character. I would say the yeah. grandfather was probably the most charming character for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, like, and he's actually the only one that dies. There's no other deaths in this true, film. True, true, yeah. Um, so. Even though it takes place during a violent conflict, there's right. no deaths. Grandfather was played by, I believe it's pronounced Sirion Hines. He's also yeah. in Game of Thrones. He played the character Mance Raider, the king beyond the wall yeah. of the wildlings. So. Yeah, so... That's how I'm connecting to the people, because who hasn't seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Playing to, I'm pandering to the crowd. Y'all love Game of Thrones. Yeah, you fucking air breathers. You eat that shit. Yeah. That garbage Whoa. ending up. Anyway... Uh, but you know, other than that, like I, it's not like a, it, it's, I don't, you know, like I, we always do these movie reviews as like kind of like impressions, like, you know, what, as far as, um, you know, 
right after we've seen it. Yeah. But I, this is one of those ones I... I don't think we'll really like it doesn't like really like leave a like strong impression like after seeing like you know it was an enjoyable watch I mean like you want to talk about something deeper you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. how we've done before yeah yeah like you want to dig deeper I mean yeah I mean like there isn't yeah a whole lot to like sit back and be like what does it all mean man but like yeah you know um it's enjoyable yeah I, I like it's a good it's a good film about you know leaving home um, you know, and, and moving on to, you know, with, you leave home with uncertainty, but with like the promise of like a better life, a better you tomorrow know, or, yeah. or, or, or growth so or, I was, you know, I was thinking about this, leaving you know, your home for something better, even though you love your home. Right. You know? And like, yeah. And all the stuff you leave behind. And I, I think a lot of people have experienced that before. Sure, unless yeah. you're like a small town head. Cause like, I'm never leaving. I'm never leaving my grandpa's <laughs> are here. My you dad. Know, but like, yeah. Which is the case. I mean, a lot of people do kind so, of stay in one so, town. Yeah, but, true, true. But, you know, okay. leaving home and like leaving the your right. people there behind your, your neighborhood, the things so you I, love. I was thinking about like this while we were watching. So like kind of like put yourself like, you know, just like beside the film, just talking about the, you know, the, the idea posed in this film, like obviously since we're you know we're american we've never really had love being american by the way we've never wow. really we've never really had a moment where there was a internal struggle that causes us to like you know flee California. You mean we've never been a refugee? Well, yeah. that that could have happened if you in some parts of California fires, sure, wildfires. True. Okay, yeah, true, true. Flee. But like more of like a violent, like a violent. Um, fires are pretty violent. Have you seen what they do to people's I, but homes? More so, man, man, man. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yes. I'm just giving you a hard yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Um, so, like, I don't know. A like conflict, how a military like, a your, violent conflict? Yeah, like you know. Do you think like you would like we've never been refugees? War yeah, refugees. we've never been war refugees. <laughs> I know it sounds I don't surprising. Know if cut out for that life. So. No. <laughs> Do um, many like, refugees have podcasts? No. Hey, welcome no. to the refugee hour. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we just fled Syria. I mean, look, look what they did to you know, and, and all, you know, it's funny you bring that up because what I kept thinking about in this movie is like thinking about other refugees, right? Yeah. But they yeah. are essentially refugees. Yeah, right? yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, film, they do leave Belfast. Yeah. And for you, London, and it makes me think of like even just think of like the current you know current times. Mm. We have uh you know this, with the Haitian the Haitian crisis. Remember yeah. like a while back they they were like trying to cross the Rio Grande. Yeah. And uh, like, remember there was like all those imagery of like you know whipping them. We talked about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on an episode. Yeah, and you know it's uh it, it just it's. It's interesting because it's like, yeah, even though you may not be in that direct problem, moving and like trying to set up your life, like fleeing somewhere, you know, it's not it's not going to be like like 100 percent better. You're going to have like a whole new set of problems. You have, you know, people who, you know, don't under who think you're weird or don't understand you because you're, you know, somewhat different. Whether it's an accent or cultural class. Sure, yeah. Or- you know, you just being an outsider, you know, or religion, like off. in this religion, film. yeah, can be a device, a dividing issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like, like it's, you know, 
it, you can really tie it to like our modern times as far as like th- that goes is you know people yeah, I mean like refugees have always existed throughout history oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> and, not a new and, thing you know human movement and migration has always existed since true yeah you know <laughs> true but like but like I, especially being in California you know we have the border right we have the california border and i would agree like life for most americans is pretty sedentary most americans i believe i heard this quote i don't know if i think it applied to just america um i don't know the exact numbers statistically but it was like you know most americans live and die within like like 40 miles of where they're born like people don't really you know not often do they like Americans are well venturing yeah, venturing out into the, out far from their hometown. Venturing out into the unknown is scary. You know, it's yeah. a it's a very scary move, especially like moving to a different country. But many people here in America, this is why I said earlier, you know, like this movie could strike a chord with a lot of people who value their Irish heritage. A lot of Americans True. who you know have a lot of pride for their Irish heritage could strike a chord with them because a lot of people here in America are Immigrant. you know immigrants or children of immigrants or descendants of immigrants you know so you know the same way like you know and I think an Italian are, Italian family would watch like Godfather 2 and like see like you know young Robert De Niro come to America as like mm-hmm. an immigrant you know that like yeah. struck a chord with a lot of people you know yeah. In a very similar way. Like, if there is a larger conversation to be had here about immigrants and refugees, um, I don't know if that was necessarily the main point of this movie, though, either. Um, You know, I think it plays a role, and it's something to be considered, you know, but I I think it's just more about, like... uh, I don't know, the internal struggle of leaving home, um, you know... And just, you know, I guess finding, like, uh, finding, finding some, some growth, I guess, um, through just, through moving on, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's about letting go a little yeah. bit, you know, because, yeah. you know, c- clearly, like, the kid doesn't want to leave, you know, and, you know, there's a lot to keep them to keep them there so you know but at the end they do they do leave so you know there is maybe something to be said about letting go you know to have those attachments you know and the love for home but also like to kind of accept it and and be okay with yeah letting go and and moving on you know for greener pastures and you know like sometimes like moving on like isn't necessarily that you have to move from one physical place to another True. sometimes it's it could be moving, mentally yeah, on, mentally yeah, moving, moving on, on from different phases of your life you know sometimes True, yeah. people want to cling on to a certain phase of their life they're in like you know I, I i somewhat even though i hated my time in college and i was miserable most of the time like when i graduated and even still to now i still haven't quite figured out like what is post-college life right. and i almost didn't like want to move on from college because i was kind of scared of like moving on to this next phase like i got comfortable in college i got comfortable to the college right. routine going to class you know I had my, you know, my work, I had worked, I had a job, but then I was like, oh, do I have to enter a full serious profession? I honestly didn't know what to do. And college, even though I was, life I was enjoyable and simple. Yeah. I mean, it was not simple, but it was like, I was comfortable there right. and I, it made sense to me and I had it 
I had it down. It was easy to become yeah. complacent. Yeah, I well, not complacent, but I like I had it down. And even when I left college, I was like, I was left with this big like, what now? And it was like kind of hard for me to move on. You know, it's been now what like two years since I graduated, almost fucking three. Jesus Christ! But um. You know, I, I still don't have that quote-unquote next phase after college fully figured out and, and settled on. Like, I have ideas and goals, but, like, not anything concrete yet. You know, so, like, in a way, like, I guess, you know, this film is about moving on from, you know, a, a life and a place you know and that you're comfortable in and that you understand and is familiar and moving on to a new place to hopefully continue for for to continue your growth and to, and to find you know your stride or whatever and, and you know make something of yourself right you know so I guess that's kind of what I, what in terms of the the main to me the main takeaway of you know this leaving you know leaving your comfort zone. leaving your life behind yeah, yeah leaving your comfort zone and moving on to a next phase of life like that's the first thing that I think of to relate to me personally you yeah. know is that recent I mean, it's just a few years ago, but, you know, that changed from, you know, leaving college that was comfortable for me, yet miserable and brutal at times. Like, I mean, this the life there in Belfast for them is kind of miserable, too. Like, they got yeah. debt, they got bills, they got bullshit well, to deal with, they got a conflict around them. Well, you know what's interesting? But still, like, it's comfortable and it's familiar, yeah. and the scary part is those first steps out to the unfamiliar and leaving that life behind that had become so you know so you know what i was thinking of when you're kind of talking about this is that the movie like juxtaposes like a lot of like happy moments for the for the boy as far as like you know the girl the girl that he likes at school liking mm-hmm. him back or you know like you know just like the little things yeah. and juxtaposing the people it you see you know and, every and, day yeah, knowing and, the people and, around yeah, you yeah the like, parts of you know this you know this idealized life that Kenneth Branagh maybe has about living in Belfast during mm-hmm. that time you know uh but you know they they juxtapose like these moments where it's like you know it's like all these like you know looking through kind of like rose colored glasses type thing mm. being like oh this part was great you know being around our family it was you know and we knew everybody and the we lived in like a real community and uh you know kind of being forced out of that situation because of an external force you yeah. know so yeah, I mean, I wasn't forced out of college because of an yeah. external force. I just I graduated. Yeah, you know, but like I did, like I was scared, you know, to move on after college. I was sure. scared, and I didn't know. The what to unknown do. is yeah. scary. The unknown is scary. I, I didn't know what to do, and I still don't know what to do. Um, but I'm obviously I've gotten used to it, and I'm not going back to college. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that's maybe how it might turn out for a lot of you know for this kid in this film. Like you know, if this is semi autobiographical for the director you know you know maybe he also had that moment where you know leaving your home leaving what you know your neighborhood is scary but then you know just a couple years removed and you get used to you know this next phase this new place and it's like will i ever go back yeah probably not maybe but probably not maybe in the distant future you know so and i and i believe you know i think the director is is you know I don't know if he if he was actually from Belfast and has returned back there but um yeah. you know I would make this me a safe assumption that he probably never did return back right. you know it, like this movie, let's just talk about it as a kid like do you think 
you know, 30 years later that that kid ever returned to Belfast after they made that re- that move to London? I would say no. Probably not, but yeah. I, I don't think it, even in terms of the story, it really even matters, yeah. you know, because the whole point is, like you said, moving on and yeah. kind of, you know, venturing forward. Yeah, I'm letting go of so, let's, the things uh, you hold dear. Let go of the things you hold dear. Yeah, so um, let's let's go into our final thoughts. So I'll start it off. So this movie very much is Kenneth Branagh's like melancholic love letter to his, you know, to Belfast, Mm -hmm. to uh, this time in his life, to the people. Memoirs of childhood. Right, Right. like a very bittersweet, you know, you know, as much, very much as it is, like, kind of, like, you know, a certain aspects is, you know, from the point of view of Buddy, the main character, uh, you know, it, he's, like, all caught up. Like, you know, he's got, like, a school crush. But, like, in a way, it's, like, his, you know, him showing his love for, you know, a, you know, a time and place he knew long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, and, you know, I've already said, you know, the parts that I don't like, you know, um, I, I felt like it could, like I said, could have done more to expand on the setting. But I think I think this movie's enjoyable. It wasn't a bad watch. And it's not like, you know, like I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like, you know, it, this movie has merit. But I, I just think for me personally, it just didn't really sell a lot of what I felt like the film was trying to sell. I felt like mm-hmm. it could have been a, maybe a little bit more polished and, you know, done a little bit more kind of like building within that world that Kenneth brought on a set this film in. If I had to rate it, I'm probably going to rate it a 7 out of 10. I think this movie's, you know, good, but, you know, it's nothing that, um, I, I'm like a six and a half, ten. I'm six and a half, seven. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think that this movie, did you like, have you liked this one more than any of the other ones we've seen? No. And that's why this I've, is your least favorite. Of yeah. All the ones so we've far seen. this is, but uh, artistically cinemat, cinematic, cinematically. Yeah. Is it? Better, though, than, like, let's say, Don't Look Up. Sure, yeah, but, you know, you're kind of comparing, like, a satirical... But you enjoyed watching Don't Look Up more. Yeah, What about Pig? Because here's the the thing, is that this... That Don't Look Up, I feel like, in my personal opinion, sold what it was trying to be better, right? The Mm -hmm. Don't Look Up was a satirical comedy, right? Kind of, like, existential drama, right? And it sold that very well. Pig, um, after like kind of letting it marinate, I've kind of uh, like thought that that movie didn't really know what it wanted mm-hmm. to be. But even so, I enjoyed for what the 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 you know the director was trying to do in that film. It felt like that director was trying to do something different in something. I like what you did there with letting the pig marinate. Yeah, you saw, you heard that, <laughs> um, and. Uh, as far as Nightmare Alley, I mean, I love Nightmare Alley. You yeah. know, I, I think that oh, yeah, bangs on, like bangs on all cylinders. Thing. But I think this movie, um, the best thing I liked about it was the cinematography. Probably the least was the writing and the um, 
as far as like the writing of the story, not the dialogue. The dialogue in this movie's good. Could could you understand what they're saying? Did you have trouble with that? Um, with the at, Irish fir- at first, sure, yeah, sure. You definitely but, do gotta listen and pay attention. Yeah. Like if you're like lo- doze, like thinking about something or looking at your phone, and you have an, an American tuned ear, like hearing this might it'll sound like Mars, 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 Yeah. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Six and a half out of ten. Zach, what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Um, jeez. Um, well, I think cinematically, I Zach, think. What's your final take? My final take. Um, <laughs> well, cinema- cinematically, I think it's a very solid uh, film, well constructed. Um, you know, everything. You said it needed more polishing. I felt like. At times, maybe this was too polished, almost like, mm. um, like I don't know. It could have it could have used some roughness around the edges, like especially like it would have been interesting to sell like maybe a little bit more of a rougher version, a rougher take could have been a little interesting. Maybe like, a little is, bit of a grittier. Yeah, there yeah. is some like rioting scenes in that looting scene where he's in the store and like he's kind of forced to loot the box of cereal or whatever the fuck it was, you know. Um, but I think it could have been like in a way, yeah, like grittier, I guess, or rougher. Um, but uh, yeah, I think cinematically, it's it's a solid film. is It's it's well constructed, and I do kind of um, knowing with it in mind, knowing that this is semi autobiographical. I think that adds like I wish that was kind of stated at the beginning of the film. Like yeah, I don't know. If, like, if, I, I wish it, it would have said like oh the based on the memoirs on my personal memoirs or something. Yeah, maybe like that, maybe, maybe that would have been a little bit no, like taken on, out. From no, it honestly, I think in the beginning, if he kind of just like threw something, you know, this is you know, you know, like kind of just acknowledging it to some degree you know it, yeah. it, it, and, and it would I don't have, think it, the writing was bad or anything i think the writing was was solid um both story-wise and dialogue well, I, well just to clarify i thought more so that the prog- the way the story progressed mm. that writing could have been better but i think that the dialogue and the interactions between people were good yeah. like that the dialogue was was yeah. good and you definitely felt like in from that area yeah you know i i, I mean I would still say I think the way the story was written, dialogue aside, I think it was well written. Um, you know, I think it does well to kind of tell a story from a child's perspective. You know, it is kind of disorienting and confusing at a lot of points. And, like, you, as the audience, like, a lot of times during this, watching this film, I was like, I don't quite get what's going on. Like, I kind of was confused. But I think maybe that, you know, could have been done on purpose to try and tell a story from the perspective of a kid who's not quite understanding the full scope of the troubles happening around him and, oh, the, the, and the ills of his weed moment, the moment ills of his time, yeah, and, and you know the problems that his <clears throat> his parents are having. You know, he knows there's problems, but he doesn't have the full scope of it and all the details, and he doesn't quite possess the maturity to wrap his mind fully around it so i think in telling a story from a kid's perspective it did a very good job in that regard um i like the subtle hints at the class struggle and the poverty struggle that was being faced um by the family and everybody there um you know from his grandfather's suffering ill effects from his 
career as a as a my as a coal miner to you know the parents struggles with bills his dad has to leave every other fucking week to go work in in england you know so but it wasn't like any nothing none of that was too uh heavy-handed or or you know so much it was like told from a kid's perspective where it's like you know there's problems but you can't fully see the full scope of it you just know shit's fucked up and you guys aren't in the best situation. So, you know, I, I thought it did well to hint at things too. Also, <clears throat> another thing I liked is like there's clearly, you know, a driving conflict behind the troubles is, you know, this Catholic versus Protestant thing. And I think they did well not to like lean into that too heavy. Like the kid constantly throughout it, buddy, he's asking people about, you know, this Catholic, you know, remember he's having that conversation with that girl and he's like, oh, and she's telling yeah, him, you, you know, if he has a, a name Cat- like William, yeah. he's a Protestant, but if he has a name like Patrick, he's a Catholic, you know, so he's kind of getting this like real pituary like scope like idea of like you know catholic versus protestant you know but he's not really and the movie doesn't put it out and he's not he doesn't really understand like why is there this struggle he just knows there is i think this catholic versus protestant i think my problem is is that i i get what you're saying there but for me i guess it didn't read as a positive to me for me it kind of read as like kind of confusing and it not really making the setting super clear yeah i I, yeah i think maybe like (laughs) yeah but i mean like i said this is a story told from a kid's perspective true yeah yeah so like look like me and you we have different reads on it so like Mm -hmm. as you as the viewer could possibly have a different you know you know take from it of course yeah um so uh, i think it did well in like you know kind of showing you all these problems here but like kind of just you kind of just gleam it a little bit the catholic versus protestant thing which is clearly the main conflict you know the but also like things like money issues and you know the strife between you know that's happening in in belfast um you know but it doesn't but yeah nothing is brought out completely into the light and nothing is really like delved deep into but you know i I don't necessarily think that it was a fully bad thing. Yes, I do kind of want a little bit more. I agree. I want a little bit more in exploring those, but I don't think it was wrong or made the movie any less, you know, less, you know, gives it any less merit because of, because it chose to go a different direction, you know, and, and chose to focus more on the kid and how he views, oh, like, what is this whole Catholic versus Protestant deal? Like, you know, why do I have to be, he knows he has to be concerned with it, but I, he doesn't even under fully understand it. And even at the end, when he gives flowers to that girl before he leaves his, his, you know, schoolgirl crush, you know, and he goes and he tells his dad and he's like, well, will there ever be a future for us and he's like well of course maybe who knows like well, who's to say why not is what i think what his dad's response is and he's like but she's catholic you know so it's like he knows the issues there and he knows like oh i'm not supposed to marry her or be with her because she's catholic and his dad who's kind of the hero of the story i think you know or if there is a hero to cheer for 
he tells them, you know, he's like, it doesn't matter. She can be a Hindu. She could be a Satanist. <laughs> you know, she, as long as she's as long as she's a good person, she'll be welcome, you know, in, in our home. You know, which I, I like that kind of being the last interaction that, you know, the the main characters have. with Right. Each it's other. kind of like the director's like last sentiment on yeah. like what what was yeah. going so, on. So like this whole conflict even though it's not dragged out fully into the light the last takeaway is you you know the kid being like am i supposed to feel this way or can i like yeah does it so matter basically and the guy kind of t- and his dad kind of tells him no it doesn't fucking matter like she, yeah know, you what know, matters he is, says, is you know being a, a good human being you he know he says all lives matter <laughs> <I guess>, yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> so you know i don't know just Thinking about it in that context, I think it, it is well-written and well-constructed. Um, now, in terms of, like, my actual enjoyment of it, um, I would also say I did not enjoy it as much as some of the other ones we've watched. Definitely not as much as, as uh, Nightmare Alley. Um, or See, an interesting one to compare it to is Licorice Pizza because both right. of those are kind, yeah, of, that's a, that's a good are kind point, yeah. of, like, nostalgic, almost, uh, you know, forlorn, um, some type of heart, like, lovesick. This one is more like some, you know, homesickness that will be coming, you know, and right. where Licorice Pizza is more like a lovesick one. So, but both of them kind of have this kind of tender, you know nostalgic like longing wistful type uh you know um yeah no, like I what you're saying. to it so i mean when i think about those two which one i liked more like yeah i enjoyed licorice pizza more like it's a kind bit of, more fun it, well they're both like kind of like idealized versions of those times as yeah. far as like you know from the point of view of you know the storyteller yeah like they're both kind of like you know using the setting to kind of like reminisce and kind of have like a somewhat like you said tender yeah. you know type of story mm-hmm. yeah using nostalgia yeah. For a time before, yeah. you know. You know, like, the nostalgia in this case is, like, yeah, this... Memories of the memories of childhood, the, you know, movie-going experience, the, you know, puppy love, the, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, so... Um, you know, the, out of the ones we've watched, that's the one I would compare it to the most. But like I said, in terms of my pure enjoyment of all these films, like, yeah, okay, I did enjoy watching Licorice Pizza more. It was more fun. You know, this isn't necessarily a fun film, you know? No, like I said, it's very, like, melancholic <laughs> yeah. and dour. Yeah. Um, you know, or Pig was also melancholic, but I also think I enjoyed watching it that fe- It one felt more, more fitting, too. yeah. Um, but I think this is still, like, just because... You know, it's not something like I'm having fun, a lot of fun watching or, you know, I don't see myself necessarily watching this film again anytime soon, if ever, (laughs) you know, I'll just be honest. Um, But, uh, you know, that doesn't take away from its merits as like, I think, a well-constructed film, well-written, well-shot, you know, well-acted. You know, I don't think there's any like glaring holes or problems with with it other than like it just wasn't necessarily i think what we wanted and not satisfying right for 
what we wanted, which was more engagement with the conflict at hand, the troubles, you know, no. more more of a bigger scope, you know, and less to do with <laughs> this kid. Because at times it was a little boring, you know, to be yeah. honest. At times it was a little boring. <clears throat> you, and, you know, funny enough, you pose it to, you kind of, like, uh, diametrically opposed to Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza was, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. That was a long movie. Yeah. But you, we, you, you can tell we enjoyed that one mm. more because we didn't kind of necessarily think about the runtime yeah. in that one we weren't feeling it but in this one but like yeah it didn't bother me of this one at all i wasn't no 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 i either. but but as far as like you know the points where it's boring like like licorice pizza like even parts where it's not like the most exciting thing like it's it was all like it just it fit better within yeah. the the setting i agree yeah but anyway, so what what would you give it, Zach? Um, so all with all that in mind, um, you know what makes how this film stands on its own as a well crafted piece of cinema versus my actual enjoyment. I'll give it in terms of star rating. I'll give it three stars. Let's say that's the cinematic value. Okay, three stars, even even maybe three and a half. But let's go just with three. Um, but in terms of my own enjoyment, I'll say, I'll give that out of 10. I was more like a six, you know, yeah. it was, it was a little boring at times, but yeah. it doesn't take away from it being a well-crafted, well-written right. film. So it, three, it, yeah. on the critic, serious critic, yeah. cinematic, if we're putting our professional, um, uh, I'm movie just looking reviewer, at a movie objectively uh, for its cinematic merit and cinema, value and I would, its craft. I would craft, also give it uh, a two and a half out of three stars. And, oh, no, uh, you got to go higher. <laughs> if it's the scholarly film student, this one's definitely higher than a two and a half. Three, but, well, at least. I would even venture in the three and a half. Yeah, but... Um, purely it, from like a, like a cinematic story standpoint no true it's like this well, movie this, well crafted it's, yeah it's sure yeah done competently i should say sure you but know? it's yeah like you said but ultimately it does come down to your personal yeah, enjoyment yeah. so i'm of saying it. my personal enjoyment of it i i do what you're saying six yeah. but makes sense. I, it is a solid film it's a competent film so there's it's not a knock on it or anything i think maybe if i had some irish heritage that i loved you know maybe i would have more uh, kinship to this movie. Yeah. Um, you we're know, Mediterranean boys, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're Mediterranean boys, but... <laughs> yeah. So, um, cool. I'm an American, goddammit. That's right. <laughs> With no... That's my right. heritage is a bald eagle fucking cried, and I was what... I was formed out of a bald eagle's tear. That's right. <laughs> and a grizzly bear, because I'm out of California, too. Beautiful poetry from another <laughs> well-spoken patriot. <laughs> we will catch you next week, where we will be reviewing probably another Oscar nominated film. Yeah. Um it is Oscar season. We've but, done a few of them now. Oh, but, dude, let's give a quick bite-sized review of Jackass Forever. We saw oh, that yes. last Okay, night. yeah, yeah. This is a special bonus. Special bonus if you um, listen this far. Jackass yeah. Forever. We'll make it quick. We'll make it quick. Five minutes. Okay. All right. Belfast was better than Jackass yes. Forever. Yes. <laughs> um, with Jackass Forever, I think we kind of both had like a similar takeaway from it. Look, um, yeah, with, go ahead. That... Bam Margera not being in it, you definitely he was like, listed in the credits. You know, I saw he was name, okay, yeah. but him not being in it, 
um, kind of. I like Bar- Bam Margera a lot because honestly, I spent more time watching Viva La Bam when I was a kid than I did actual Jackass. Yeah, so I I knew him just much right. more. So like I him, liked him. him not being there like was him. like very evident, and it felt like it like kind of ruined the cohesion of like the buddies all hanging together. Yeah, I think when I left, I was like, I wish there was more sketches with like Stevo as the focal point. Yeah, or you know, it just felt like. It felt like Jackass, but it felt like, oh yeah, it was like, and it was too much slapstick stuff, it was like all, and sometimes some of the celebrity appearances felt a little shoehorned in. Yeah, like, 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 it had, they had Eric Andre there, but they mm -hmm. barely even used him. Yeah, it just felt like, oh, like, they called up some celebrities, and they're like, hey, you want to be on Jackass, and who's going to say no to, like, being on a Jackass film set, you know, so of course, Jack, fuck yeah, let's do that, you know, Um, but some of them just kind of felt shoehorned in, and it was all slapstick bits. Like but there's no nothing I, to break I'm, it up. I'm no a sucker for pranks. I'm a suck I'm a sucker for slapstick. But yes, I agree. There's no like the in public pranks, but we can also credit that probably due to the coronavirus. Um, but still, yeah, uh, I probably out of ten, I'd give it like a five. I kind of <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed moments of it. Parts of it definitely made me laugh, but it wasn't. Um, you know my favorite jackass film. No, definitely not. Not and um, I don't think Belfast was better. All the movies we've reviewed on this show are better than Jackass Forever. And I hate to be pretentious about this and be like, oh, it was just stupid potty humor and ball and ball shots, you know. But like, it was that's a movie from it mouth. Was. It was a movie from mouth breathers. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to be pretentious and like, you know. Think I mean, I'm, they like, literally better. had a fire hose of yeah. pig cum. Yeah, I mean, it like, was like all like fart jokes and potty. You know, potty jokes and uh, and fucking like you know ball shots, and it gets old. Like I mean, that's fun for Jackass TV show when you get that in nice thirty minute, twenty minute bits. You know, with some commercials. Look, the you know, thing but is, in a film form, I'm like, I don't know if I'm there older. Wasn't, and this is just fucking stupid. There wasn't. But I thought Jackass Forever was pretty bad. I would bore venture to say awful, and I wouldn't even give it a five. I would give it, if I'm being generous, a two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Extra bonus. Not recommend unless you're trash. And I'm sober right now, and I had to watch that movie sober. So, and I left being like, I've never, I haven't wanted to drink more in these past forty days than I have during the Jackass movie. So there you go. Movie. Another a bite-sized bonus. Yep. bonus <laughs> review. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy and manjada. Until next week. Thank you for listening.